Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to Running the Break. I'm Jay Poladano, joined by my co-host Alex. Alex, how you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. I'm very excited because, you know, as, as people might not know behind the scenes, you know, we went 0 for 2 in booking guests last week. So, so we had to kind of Never turn again. things turn things around. So, so I had to bring uh, you know, my recent new friend here in Toronto, uh, Lindsay Dunn. She's a music sports journalist. We're gonna get into a lot of the cool things that she's doing and she's done throughout her career. And she's got she's got some interesting things that I think CJ that aligns with your interests as well. Um, yeah. Lindsay, so so nice of you to to join us. Thanks for having me, BFF. We're like this is a good time. Three best <laughs> friends anyone could have right here right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, Lindsay, you know, being a being a sports and music journalist, love to just start off hearing about kind of what role both of those things, music and sports, played in your life growing up. Okay, we're going there. We're going right back to my childhood and just how awful it was. Just kidding. It was amazing. Um, I was really <laughs> lucky. I played like every sport growing up I could. And I also my parents threw me music. And I loved it. And I used to want it to be a jazz singer, but I sound like a cat in heat when I sing. So absolutely not, that didn't happen. And so it's just my entire life, they've always been like intertwining. I'd either be at a sports game or like going to a concert and there'd be a athlete there. And then eventually I failed at both careers. So the closest thing I could do after was become a journalist. 
and report on them both. And then I just have been lucky that when I had either just a sports gig, I would freelance and do music on the side or if I had music, I would freelance and do like mostly basketball on the side. And now I don't know how this happened, but I'm doing both and I'm getting paid for both right now. <laughs> and like, what is life? Listen, Lindsay, you, you've, you're talking to two other con artists who we have figured out a way, like obsessing <laughs> over those things as kids. And now it's like, oh, our paychecks come from talking about that stuff. So you're in great company, first of all. But um, so, yeah, I, I love that. I love that story. So tell us a little bit of specifics. How were you feeding um, your, your music and sports uh, sort of obsessions? You said concerts. What else? Like, I hear about this record collection that uh, Alex oh kind of tipped God. me off to. Tell us about that. I am so sad right now that I'm in Montreal, so you can't see the background I normally have, which I have over like 1,200 or 1,500 records. And one of my pride and joys, pride and joys is like my section that sports records. I have almost every NBA <laughs> player that ever released something on vinyl. It's like the Lakers team back in the day have this out track called just say no. And you have like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doing a verse. You have Magic Johnson doing a verse in there. You have like Pat Riley doing a verse and like Shaquille O'Neal. I have a Brian McKnight album that features the late Kobe Bryant. I have Destiny Child, Say My Name remix with Kobe Bryant. So like that right there feels like it fills my heart and soul because that's music and sports, but also like what universe are we in that this is happening? Yeah, that's (laughs) so amazing. What? Did you grow up in uh, like in Toronto, Lindsay? No, I am from the great place of Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. So, where, okay. yeah. Were you doing record like hunting like there, like tracking out records, or is this more like later in life for you? No, I've always been very much not cool. So I started to collect records when I was about fifteen. I heard the artists like Dean Martin from the Rat Pack when I was fifteen years old, and I then discovered about like, hey, this record player thing. And at that time, record players and vinyl were so expensive. Because, like, I know I look 12, thank you very much. But that was a long time ago. And I've been collecting ever since then. And I just, when I moved to Toronto, it was so much easier to find records because they actually had them. Whereas there was one record store where I grew up and it was just new stuff or, like, really, really old stuff. You couldn't get obscure R&B or hip-hop or really anything else unless it was, like, Alexis on Fire. Well, so what would you say is your favorite NBA-related vinyl okay space jam all day every day like i that's nba related it's magic times it just fills my heart with joy (laughs) so much so like i'm so obsessed with that soundtrack that i walk down the aisle to space jam by quad city dj what yeah everybody get up it's time to slam now yeah i walk down the aisle to that thankfully i have a wonderful husband and my family all knows that i'm a little crazy but that's the best album ever and everyone should own it there's only like one little part that tarnishes it and that's because there's a garbage human being that has a song there (laughs) named r kelly and totally is ruined it but besides that best soundtrack ever can we highlight the what's another i mean i'm sure you know this this uh little piece of trivia who wrote buggin do you know who i don't jay-z jay-z i believe wrote buggin which is a for anyone who doesn't know which i don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you don't but yeah yeah, it's a bugs bunny rap bugs bunny rap written by jay-z just everything i got a basketball jones everything on that album you got barry white it's just that's perfection there and anybody that tells me any other soundtrack is better than that they're crazy and i (laughs) never want to meet you yeah i 
I feel like that I feel like that soundtrack really captured that particular era too. Like like I'm just looking at the track list now. Like people like Coolio, um, you know, R.I.P. passed away recently. Fly right? like an eagle. <laughs> Come on. We should just go through the entire soundtrack and Lindsay can just sing like a twenty second <laughs> snippet for us. And then our yeah. and then our producer and then I'll our producer so and then our producers will be like, Oh, we actually can't get copyrights on this. And we're gonna and we're gonna oh. and we're gonna have to stop. No, but like like Seal, D'Angelo, like Monica, like CJ, you know this. Mm-hmm. Like these these were all the nineties oh, yeah. artists growing up. You you needed to have that C D in your backpack at all times in order to be included in the fourth grade cool club is were the rules at my school. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, I um yeah, no, I was you big still need to have it. I was a big hip hop head growing up. I wish I kinda like when I when I saw Lindsay's uh record collection I kind of just like wish that was what I collected growing up, like instead of like whatever else uh, I did, I guess like sneakers and like vintage clothing. No, 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 no. Trust me. Life skills is very at the bottom of the list. Uh, Overrated. Lindsay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you think you're talking to, (laughs) but like, you know, Lindsay and I just recently started to get to know each other. So this pod actually is is great for me because it doubles as, as just like getting to know Lindsay uh, for myself personally. But, but Lindsay, like, like, please don't associate with me with any life skills uh, is the first thing. (laughs) But I got to ask you guys, I'll start with you, Lindsay. Like, so do you think you love Space Jam the soundtrack? But is, you know, what, what's your review on Space Jam the movie? Don't even ask me about Space Jam New Legacy because I will hang up on this right now. I refuse to talk about that and I refuse to watch it. Uh, Space Jam, great movie. And I think uh, for nostalgic wise, like you look back at it, and it's just amazing. You have Bill Murray, you have Michael freaking Jordan. One of the greatest players, like we'll not get into the argument if he's the best or not, because I'm just going to say he is. In a flipping music with animated characters and it happened, like the history of the whole movie and where it happened and where they shot, like all everything about it, I love. And I think it stands the test of time. The animation, I don't like, obviously that hasn't, but it's such a fun movie. It's ridiculous when you think of the concept. And then you have all of these cameos, like it's, I, I love Wayne the movie. Knight. Shout out Wayne Knight. I just had a, yeah. Legend, Seinfeld legend, Jurassic Park legend, Space Jam legend. So Newman. Newman, exactly. Well, let's talk about your, your sports journalism side. Uh, so, Ooh, like, journalism. W- w- tell us the specifics of how, how did you get into that? And, like, what, you know, I, I, you cover a lot of less traditional angles. Like, where did that interest come from? How did you get started? Well, I. Okay, like the less traditional angles is definitely all me. And sometimes I just don't tell my bosses that I'm doing it and just wait until it airs on TV for them to find out. But they like it because they're never too extreme. But um, I played, like I mentioned, I played sports my entire life, like football, basketball, volleyball, everything else that you can throw in there except for hockey because I can't skate. How un-Canadian of me. But we have been around this, like I started covering sports very traditional. I also dress very traditional, like wearing suits, very like on the nose straight of this all. And we can talk about stats all day. We all know the stats. They're all in front of us. They're the same thing. We can all just spew out the exact same thing. And I'm like, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life? And I love basketball. Like the reason I moved to Toronto is because they had an NBA team and they were much closer to a WNBA team than where I was in the middle of Canada. And when I found out and I kind of gained traction and felt comfortable in the like the arena or the locker room, like I'm gonna ask the questions I want because the 
players that have personality, they want to show it. And they also want to talk about something else besides say their injury or their terrible three point percentage or how they just lost that game. And when they react to that, like, how can you not love talking about it? And because what a lot of people don't like think about that is their chemistry that they have with their teammates. And say we get a weird, crazy story about who's the best dancer on the team or something ridiculous where they're just smack talking each other. That totally impacts how they play on the court. And if they're being fun and doing these different kinds of stories, it really, I think, translates to their chemistry together as a team. Because you'll see a lot of the teams that aren't doing those different off-the-wall story ideas, well, they don't have good chemistry and they're in the bottom of the standings. So hooray for random weird stories. I know a lot of people don't like them, but they sure give me joy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, Lindsay. And one of the things I think on this podcast, too, like just, you know, the, the running theme for us, uh, you know, on running the break is kind of looking at the NBA through the lens of kind of those quirky, kind of less traditional stories. Like we're less interested in kind of breaking down how teams are going to do, but looking at the players as, as like personalities. And I think you would contest to, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and say like every athlete's great to deal with, um, you know, but like, what? Yeah, but like, but like, <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think you'll, I think you, you hinted at this too. It's like, I've been in these locker rooms, like, like working on like different stories and, you know, sometimes these players, like, they, they will engage with you way more when they realize that you're doing something that is more fun and honestly, like, more personal personality-driven, which is, like, at the end of the day, like, beneficial to these guys because I think a lot of them just want uh, the world to see them as more than just, like, what they do on the court. Which, for me, is crazy. It's so many, and it's other media. They will hate what I do, and they hate that people will be laughing, but people forget that athletes are humans, and... The athletes say it themselves, like, we're people too, and I don't understand why a lot of the times they're looked at like they're robots. Like, why can't you ask them how their day is? Or why they only eat Frosted Flakes in the morning? Like, come on, it's not because they're great. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous that it's, I don't know, sometimes people lost fun in life. And I just, I love that there's different angles out there and people are talking about it or that athletes are taking or basketball players are taking to their social media just show that side of them. Cause like, I want to see that. I want to yeah. know what they're like. No, I wish as a kid, like there were more ways I could relate to my favorite players, which like you said, social media is doing like, what are some players out there that, you know, you're, you're a fan of their game, but you're like what their persona is off court. Like what, who are some of those players that you really love because of that stuff? Okay. All day, every day for the last year only, Scotty Barnes. Like the energy yeah. this kid brings to the court and away from it. You can't have a, help but smile when you're around him, even when he's injured or not feeling well. His energy level is through the roof. And why wouldn't you want to be around somebody so positive and that's just so zany? And I just wish that that personality would you know, come out in more people because you know they have it, but they're a little shy to bring it out. And I feel like Scotty brings it out in everybody. And I think that's why I'm so lucky. And like, we're lucky that we're around the Raptors because people like Scotty help bring that out of other people. And so I, I absolutely love talking to Scotty all the time. Yeah, this is, this is another thing. We bring a lot of Toronto Raptors content um, onto this show. And like, like the Raptors have been really blessed like over the past like five years to a decade of just having a lot of fun guys to engage with. Uh, with those off the court content, like CJ and I talk all the time, um, you know, about Serge Ibaka and like all, all the, you know, how hunger you series and everything that he did as well. And like, there's so many other examples of that. Um, let's, um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to dive into some of 
specific stories that you've done uh, over the years and uh, you know all your hanging out that you've been doing with uh, Raptors coach Nick Nurse. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back to Running the Break. We're still joined by Lindsay Dunn. Lindsay, you know, we talked about these fun stories that you like to do off the court, and I know you've done so many of them, but I did ask you beforehand to kind of pick your your top three, kind of top three NBA-related, like, stories, events, or features that you've covered uh, over the years. So so let's hear this uh, esteemed list from you. Okay, this is like you're building it up way too much because I'm going to start by saying I've had 12 concussions in my life and I can't remember oh yesterday. Oh, wait, right? wait, hold but, on. Right? Hold on, hold on. What <laughs> no, is no, the, no, we don't have enough What time. is the story behind the concussion? Give us one. Give Pro- us one. Producer Pete, please why. step in if we're not allowed to talk about head, head injuries, but I need to hear about this. Yeah. Okay, so basketball. I remember one specific thing. I was MVP during the season, but I may seem really nice and bubbly, but I was crazy and like, 
like I would get fouled out every game and one girl was really mad at me and it was in a gym and she pushed me from behind and it's when the like wall was right behind the basket and I smashed my head. Oh my so that's one of them. We have football car accidents and don't think this in a dirty way anybody but my friend hit my head on a headboard because I don't like being picked up. I can't believe we're going here right now. And oh he tripped like there was a bunch of people in the room. We were like 16 and I smashed my head in the headboard. And I've had to explain that to people my entire life that I'm like, it's not what you think. But there was a bunch of us watching a scary movie and I just don't like being picked up. But yeah, I've had a lot of concussions. You know, I don't I don't want to be the <laughs> concussion, you know, protocol person. But I feel like the fact that you can remember all of them means that you're in pretty good, uh, pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll say that I'm doing okay, but I, these ones aren't super fun stories, but like my favorite three stories of all time, but also I think everything involving basketball for the most part is super cool and awesome. So I'm just going to discredit everything I'm going to say, but my favorite event I ever covered in the NBA was Kobe Bryant's last game. A 60 point game for Kobe Bryant. Now the shot by three. Don't give up any fouls. Hayward all the way. Misses. Taken by Randall. Bryant ahead with seven seconds. Clarkson. No. The Lakers are going to win it. The Lakers are going to win it. What a performance. What an exit for number 24. Now, the reason to put that in perspective is like, I love basketball and I love the Lakers because of Magic Johnson. That was my first NBA game. That was my first time going to a game in Los Angeles, and it was Kobe Bryant's last game, who I tried modeling my game after when I was younger, and obviously that didn't go too well. And I just remember walking into the arena. It was just this wild experience where we're on the court when he's doing warm-ups, and I'm pretty sure there was more media there than the population of my high school. I've never seen that many media members. And like courtside, David Beckham. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I just walked up and I said, hey, can I interview you? And he let me. And then right after that, Jack Nicholson was there and I got to speak to him. And I got to experience that with my husband, who at the time proposed to me on my way there because he's a smart man and knew what this moment meant to me. Oh and one of our gosh. best friends, CJ Gibson. And it was just great name. I know CJ Gibson. But oh, yeah. it was this wild moment that I still can't believe this kid from Saskatchewan was there for Kobe Bryant's last game where he absolutely went off and I got to witness that. So like, I don't know if you want me to say any more, but that one is like, that's, I'll be honest, like I'm bragging a little bit, but that was pretty cool that I got to be there. Well, I mean, the, the, so the 60 points didn't uh, outshine the fact that you, you had this major life-changing event happen right before that. Oh yeah, no, I didn't care about the engagement. I was way too excited <laughs> that like I like forget about the all the time and my husband will remind me. He's like, Yeah, I remember I proposed to you on the way there. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> that's what's great about basketball. It can be bigger than than life itself. So um that's that's awesome. Okay, so moving on, but so you cover players, but you also cover, you know, coaches. So you being in Toronto, we had to ask you about this. Yeah, this legendary feature where you, you you hung out with Nick Nurse and anyone who doesn't know Nick Nurse, his alter ego is he he plays uh, guitar in a rock band. Um, describe what you went record shopping with him. Is that what happened? Yeah. So over the pandemic, I would interview Nick every once in a while about whatever he was doing. Cause there's always something neat he's doing. And he has a foundation called the Nick Nurse Foundation where a lot of it is about like helping kids get musical instruments or opportunities or, you know, basketball camps. 
And we were chatting at this one Raptors event and we were talking about record stores because he mentioned how many records I had. And he said his favorite store was in Memphis. Well, there was a game coming up. The restrictions were lifting a little bit. And I said, hey, you know, I'll ask, see what happens. And they're like, yeah, sure, meet him there. I met him there the night before they played uh, in Memphis in 2021. And like we had a little bit of a camera crew and they closed this record store down. And he just went record store shopping with me and talked about, you know, the music he listened to when he was growing up, his foundation and how he travels with his you know, keyboard and his guitar and how he's been learning to play instruments himself. And he used to play piano when he was younger, but he didn't like it. So he gave it up and now he's trying to get it back. And for me, like, that's still kind of crazy to think of. I was in a record store with an NBA head coach (laughs) and he's just record shopping, which is one of my favorite things. And he found this replica of a rare Prince album and Prince is his favorite artist. And I just remember seeing his face. He's like, is this, can this be? And I was like, this is hilarious right now to see the pure joy on Nick Nurse's face. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you find that you had like shared music interests with him? I have way better music taste. I will say that <laughs> on the record. <laughs> yeah, how would you describe oh, yeah. how would you describe you Nick's music taste? How would yeah. you describe Nick's music taste versus your music taste? Uh, mine is awesome. No one could ever doubt that a Dean Martin super fan who has every NBA player's record that they released on vinyl isn't phenomenal. Uh, his is eclectic. It's definitely eclectic and there's nothing wrong with it. I have had arguments with him over Prince. He thinks Prince is the greatest guitar player of all time, which I'm just going to strongly disagree and say he was a great guitar player. Uh, but it's it's different. Like He loves Earth, Wind & Fire. And I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. So we had some commonality in our music taste, but sometimes I I do not know what he's thinking. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Nurse, if you ever hear this. Thank you for record store shopping with me. That's amazing. And you went to a concert. No. You went to see him play in concert recently too in Boston, right? Tell us about this. Yeah, thanks for bringing this up. Because this one, I the music story for me was so fun. And just... To hear about, like, he saw, like, Eric Clapton in, like, Royal Albert Hall in the UK and all this other stuff. So I was hearing about these crazy concert experiences he had as well. And it just was so neat because he was at these concerts that I would listen to on vinyl. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you were there. But uh, so Nick has some pretty unique friends. He'll be best friends with all three of us after this podcast, clearly. But he... He went to Harvard in like one of those virtual learning classes back in the early 2000s when he was the head coach of the Iowa Energy. And it was called the History of Blues in America. And it was taught by a professor named Charlie Sawyer. Charlie Sawyer happened to be friends with B.B. King, the legendary blues artist for like four decades. And he has all these photographs and stories of him that people have never heard before. So Charlie just released a book about it. So Charlie Sawyer, book about B.B. King just came out. And during the class when like 12 years ago when Nick took it, uh, Charlie and him had this bond over email about music and that. And then on the last day, he flew there for the class. He had this life-changing experience when it comes to music with Charlie that they stayed friends since then. So Charlie goes to release this book. He asked Nick to write an appreciation for it. Nick writes the appreciation about how this changed his life. And so I interviewed Charlie about this and I get an email from Charlie like a week before the Raptors played in Boston saying, hey, just so you know, I'm gonna have a book release party in Cambridge at this place called Toad. I'm gonna perform with my band 2120 South Michigan Avenue and Nick Nurse is going to join me on stage. Wow. And I'm reading this email, I'm like, what? 
<laughs> like, I think I had way too much sugar and I cannot see straight at this point. And so I call my boss I'm like, hey, I think this is a really neat story because I cannot tell you any other NBA head coach that's going to perform a concert before a preseason game or any game in general with like their former teacher. And so I went down. I was the only media there. Thankfully, Nick was okay about it. I got to interview them both about it. And uh, it was just this really unique experience because there was such an appreciation from the both perspectives of being there. Charlie was so grateful Nick was there. And Nick said he couldn't believe he got to perform with him and his band. And I was there for like their dress rehearsals and just watching them rock out. And there's a couple members of the Raptors coaching staff there. And it was just this really cool, neat moment because maybe... Maybe this venue held 30 people, and for some reason, I got to sneak into it. I mean, that's when you know, like, you're a good coach is when you can get away with something like that. Like, truly. You know what I mean? Just, like, perform before a game? Come on. That, no, that's like, wild. Um, this, yeah. yeah. They won an OT preseason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, no, CJ, you're right, though. And, and I think, you know, what other NBA coach can you actually build like a 10, 15 minute segment around um, about their off-the-court <laughs> stuff? Like, I'm really trying to think about it. Like, I'm really yeah. trying to think about it. I can't think of another Jason Kidd does have a song out on an album, just so you guys know. So if you want to try to do a 10 to 15 minute segment where he will talk <laughs> about that, I will give you all my money. It's called B-Ball's Best Kept oh, I know. Secret. Oh, I, Lindsay, I know this I album. I I know this album. Yeah. I think I bought it on CD way back, and, and I don't know where it is now, but like that... I think like Dennis Scott was on this. There was like a huge, huge yeah. track list, right? Malik oh, Zeely, and his R. song R. is called "What the Kid Did." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis <laughs> so Scott. please have him as the next guest. Dennis Scott's got a song called "All Night Party." Um, yes. Gary yes. Payne. I'm just reading the track list. Uh, living legal and large. Living legal and large, which is amazing. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of great tracks, and then there's a Cedric Sabalas and Warren G song, which like the wow. collabs. <laughs> no, the collabs on this. Are, are, are just amazing. It's the West Side Connection. You gotta... Yeah, no, you know? no. there was a long time ago I wanted to do an oral history about this whole album. Um, I don't know if anybody actually ever went back and, and did that, but, like, like for this to come together in the 90s, and, like, we all remember, I think, like, Shaq going platinum with his first album, and, like, Shaq just... Diesel. Yeah, and, like, how much visibility he had. I think it just, uh, rightfully or wrongfully, uh, encouraged a lot of other NBA players to, to go into music as well. And we still see it today, <laughs> right? Like, like with, with Damian Lillard as the best example, and even, like, Serge Ibaka having his own music. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin Durant did Yeah, and LeBron. Did LeBron. Has there been released tracks of LeBron rapping? It was leaked. I don't know if, like, difference between leaked and released. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, okay. Lindsay, do you have, like, well, an all-time... Yeah. Do you have an all-time favorite? Like, like, who do you think is, like, the best NBA, like, Whoa. player to ever, like, make music? That's interesting. Victor Oladipo also did an album, but it wasn't rap. But um, oh, this In is Mass a tough Singer. one. Tony Parker. In, Tony yeah. Parker, by the way, too. Uh, French rap. I think he's he's done yeah, some French. Yeah, that, that was unique. <laughs> I think that's your nice way of saying it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I would say Ellen Iverson's Forty Bars. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. NBA is gonna need that. to clear that one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, sorry. <laughs> no, because sorry. Because uh, uh, the history around it. Because AI did get in trouble for that. He got in a lot of. Trouble oh, he did. That. Yeah, that he was, couldn't actually that. release the album because of it. Yeah, that that was a big deal because he went by the name Jules, right? Like that. Like he yeah. went by his own name. 
Um, no, Lizzie, before we move on to the next segment, I know we were asking you about, you know, your favorite stories. I know Kobe's last game was definitely one. I know you've done a lot of other ones, too. What else did you have on, on the list? Oh, it was like, they're not as wild as some of the zany stuff that I've done, but being able to cover the Basketball Hall of Fame inductions, like, these are really nerdy answers for me. It was crazy because yeah. Tracy McGrady was, it was that year where he was inducted and no other like Toronto media went. It was this weird moment. And I remember getting a one-on-one with him and the other inductees. And it was just like, what is this world? But for me, what was so interesting about it, because it was my first time ever going to the Hall of Fame induction is we're on this red carpet and walks like walks right by me, Larry Bird, then Reggie Miller. And like all of these legends of the game, Rebecca Lobo, and I'm just standing there being like, why am I here? How did I get here? This is the craziest <laughs> moment of my life. But I just remember T-Mac being so awesome and so happy to see somebody from Toronto that he started to list all of his favorite food places that he went to in Toronto. But that one was fun. And then I know a lot of people will think covering the Raptors final run would, would be like the top answer. And it's not even in my top five. Like, wow. I think it's great that I was you, there you, for you've it. You've had like, a great I, career then, clearly. Yeah. No, it's just because... For me in 2016, that Eastern Conference run, and I know it didn't end the way Raptors fans wanted. That won't go, and the astounding turnaround continues here in the Eastern Conference Finals. Raptors win a thriller, and the series is tied at two games apiece. But for me, being from the middle of Saskatchewan, the middle of Canada, I grew up there, not a lot of people love basketball. And I remember exactly like I took a day off in between the games and I was in New York to go see the Trevor Noah show because I'm like yeah you only live once why not spend money you don't have and I had a fake being sick in the taping of that show so that I could sneak out early <laughs> to do cross Canada hits about the Raptors and you know do they have a chance at winning this and for me I'm like I absolutely will leave the taping of the show because I couldn't believe people were starting to love the game as much as I did especially for my hometown and for me like this is like it's such a fluffy answer but I'll never forget that moment and just I could feel that love growing of the sport I'm like finally people aren't gonna laugh at me for saying it like I left Regina Saskatchewan so that I could go cover basketball and I'm like it's paid off because look who's covering the games I mean, we get it. You guys love the Raptors. Come hey, on. Hey, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Not of the team okay, right now, but like okay. the legacy of it. Like I like there's people on the Raptors I root for, but I'll tell you right now, like I'm, I'm a Lakers dynasty person. Yeah. I'm one of them. Which well, you're I don't a know perfect guest. You, lo- well, you love the Lakers, me. And then Alex, you know, Raptors fan. He's just so. here. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> well, just kidding. Help. All right, the season is upon us. So when we come back from break, Lindsay, we're going to get your predictions for what you're excited about, what teams to look out for, and players. We just, and it's not going to be the usual segment. We want predictions about fashion and all that stuff. So when we come back, Lindsay's going to give us her predictions. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love. Pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. 
eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Aside from you being a great guest, um, uh, anyone who shows up on time is already top 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, and with good content, that's already like top five, top three. Um, <laughs> all right, welcome back to Running the Break for the final segment. As the season is here now, wanted to make some predictions. So we know, like I've been doing a lot of season, you know, preview content as well, like talking about teams to look out for, over, under, win totals, breakout players, all that stuff. But, you know, we just want to be a little different on Running the Break. So I thought I'd give us five different predictions today different categories and you know i'll go last you know we'll let Lindsay go first because she she's the esteemed guest cj you can go number two um because i love because i love you as well um so let's start with let's start with the team with the best vibes that are gonna have the best vibes this season Lindsay, which nba team is gonna have the best vibes this season and why actually go with just a wild card here because i just feel like they never get enough love from anybody Sacramento Kings. Oh, honestly, like I'm with you. I like yeah, that. What okay. are your reasons? Well, I think they there is some great chemistry there. There's some potential, but also for the silly reason of the fact that they put a bell in their practice facility and they now ring it anytime somebody does something good in practice. Come on, if that doesn't, if I wasn't ringing a bell for every great thing you guys said on this podcast, like I feel like it would boost your morale as well. Yeah. Sacramento Kings is my answer. What about you, CJ? So I yeah I love that pick Keegan Murray they they have things to be excited about my pick is the New Orleans uh, Pelicans obviously mm-hmm. like we saw them make the play in minus Zion Zion's back but you know they're just one of the young teams that I just feel like basketball aside they're really young and cool you know like 
Um, they're all were sort of they they went with the the AD trade. They all got shipped to New Orleans, and they're a legitimate team. Um, and Zion is back, and CJ McCollum is the vet. Like when CJ McCollum is the vet, like it, it's a cool young team. So I'm really excited about them. You just picked Alex? up his name, CJ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Affinity Yo. for all CJ. CJ Gibson earlier, love him. Don't there's know a, him, love there's, him. There's a lot of CJs in this world, man. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, just uh, brace yourself for a surprise here. You know, I'm gonna pick the Toronto Raptors. You know, I think. What? I think. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, guys. You know, did not see that yeah, coming. Yeah, really going out the box here a little bit. You know, for me too, I'm zooming out a little bit. You know, two years ago, Lindsay, I'm sure you're familiar too. Like the team was playing in Tampa. And even them coming home last year, you know, they were playing in front of an empty arena in the middle of the season. Um, and, you know, they really haven't had just like a start to finish, just like a normal season. And I think there's so much fan excitement there, like you mentioned with Scotty Barnes. And then you look at other players like, you know, Pascal Siakam. And you talk about like personalities, like, you know, OG Ananobi is a player who like doesn't really say much, but somehow just makes the headlines all the time uh, as well. Um, kind of like a mini Kawhi situation there. Um, and, and I think we talk about Nick Nurse too, right? Like they have a really cool coach. Um, I think everyone's familiar with Masai Jury as well. You know, they won 48 games last year. I think there's just a lot of great personalities on this team. And like when the Raptors are doing well, as we've seen like the last five years, like the city really gravitates towards this team. And, and like CJ, like we've talked about this. Uh, we did like a Canadian quiz with CJ Lindsay one time uh, just to get him familiarized <laughs> with, 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 with the country. But it's like we know that Toronto is, is you know, a hockey town. You know, people still pay very close attention to the Leafs. Um, and there's a lot of tradition there. But it's like just seeing the excitement around basketball, like you mentioned, and around the Raptors, like, there's nothing better than that. Like, there's just nothing better than that in the city. If you're talking about 2016 when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, 2019 when they won the championship, even 2020 before the pandemic happened. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to just see that level of excitement back in the city again. So there. I actually gave an actual explanation instead of just uh, <laughs> naming the team that I'm from. Homer. <laughs> I, no, I felt, I felt very under the pressure there. Uh, next up, Lindsay, which player do you think has the best vibes? this season i have to say because also he recently said he's only bringing good vibes and i already mentioned him in the podcast and it's not because i mostly cover the toronto raptors i actually <laughs> report on every team for other outlets scotty barnes how does the how can you pick anybody else besides scotty barnes bringing in the great vibes and going to have good vibes all season and i like that kid is so much joy and I want to know what he eats all day because I want to eat the same thing and see if somehow it impacts my lifestyle as well that I can have this kind of energy. <laughs> and I don't think either of you, I'm so curious what your answers are because I think any other answer is wrong. Wow. 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 <laughs> well, that's, that's very aggressive. That's very aggressive. <laughs> all right. Well, my wrong answer it's is. like high school <laughs> right now. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with, this guy's kind of just at the top of my mind, uh, Benedict Matherin. Now, rookie, the Pacers. Canadian, by the way, it, CJ. I'll give you that. Is he I'll Canadian? Yeah. Wow. He, Great um, answer, actually. You know, and, and I think aside from, you know, having a, a good career at Arizona, um, his first quote as an NBA player is, LeBron's going to have to play him. Like, he, like I, it's incredible. Like, what a quote. And the thing is, like, we all laughed at it, but he has been incredible in summer league and in preseason. So he's, like, averaging 20 points in 21 minutes. We're not a stats podcast, but listen, the guy, the much-needed Indiana Pacers need him. So I, I think he's bringing, like, the vibes that uh, a small market team in the Midwest need. I'm excited about him. My wife's a Pacers fan, so that, too. Like, I, I just – anything that makes watching Pacers games in our home easier – 
is i'm excited for oh so. you, you you're gonna need Bending. some you're gonna need some reasons this year so so so, yeah, so, yeah. so hopefully so hopefully that'll help uh great picks great picks um you know i feel like you guys were overthinking it you know is is the correct answer <laughs> not Giannis? um I, I feel like Giannis carries just incredible vibes yeah. with him at all yeah. times you know this is a guy who will score 50 points on you and absolutely just like demoralize your team and then go to the podium and read three dad jokes and like it feels like he gets more joy from reading the dad jokes uh, uh than than you know putting up like historic numbers on the court um you know I've, I've said this before like i think Giannis is just in that really sweet spot of like there's not all that attention of like oh when is he ever gonna win a championship he's already won that championship there's not all that talk anymore of like oh which uh next team is he gonna jump to he seems very settled in milwaukee and i think he just carries himself in such a good way that i think it's it's so good for him to be like quote-unquote one of the faces of the league um it's just great energy at all times and he's a great teammate and he gets to play with his brother all the time, you know, shouts to Thanasis. Um, and he's got Serge Ibaka on that team. I think there's going to be a lot of great content coming out of there uh, between the three of them. So uh, the only correct answer, Lindsay, was actually Giannis. Um, so apologies for that. I will take back my aggressive answer in response <laughs> and say that those are great answers. Thank you. But I feel like she didn't really mean it. <laughs> she's like reading a i'm gonna take right? it whether she's yeah no, 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 i was no, like no. those actually i was like you know what yep you made me think no how could Giannis no. is just the gift that keeps on giving no, so no, i no. love dad jokes yeah no dad jokes like are, dad jokes are amazing his dad jokes are amazing um yeah so he's got an actual book like he carries a book around with him and he'll pick one out um all right next up Lindsay, who do you have as your breakout fashion tunnel star uh this season <sighs> Well, I feel like since he wore shorts, like a suit made of shorts to his draft, the goal and bar is always set with Trey Young because mm. I'm wanting him. To... <laughs> I'm being so sarcastic, but I feel like it's going to be his year. And I can't wait to see what he has because I love that so many of the players, they really take that time to express themselves through their clothes. And I feel like Trey Young is going to bring some unique looks this year. And he has been since his draft, and I love that. Yeah, that's a great answer. I, I mean, with DeJounte, too, who I think has some swag, like, who knows the brainstorming that's going to be having the shopping together. So that's a great answer. Uh, I'm going to go with he had a little bit of a breakout last year, and you guys might say, no, he did not, but Jared Allen of the oh Cleveland my Cowboys. God. Oh my the god. Nor- the norm core king. No, you know? it's not no core, man. It's, it's, comfy. it's just no core, just... man. No, man. <laughs> no core. <laughs> this is a heavy debate for me, man. Like, <laughs> DJ, I, I might got to dis- We might need to edit this one out, man. I don't my know. My man is ah. real comfy season. He's a real ah. co- oh, cozy fam. Boo. No, CJ, as someone who gets fits <laughs> off, I can't believe you're pro Jared Allen fits. Well, listen, I'm, I just became a dad, so I feel like that looks like the most practical cozy oh, comfy what? so he's he's my fashion king oh you know, I wow even, i don't think uh, anybody else will ever say that about him i didn't even <laughs> mind i didn't even mind i thought he obviously got way too much ridicule at all-star weekend because like the whole point is like you know not everybody has to participate in this like tunnel culture right like you should dress yeah. if you want to be comfortable like you i think about Giannis too like Giannis is just always in like his nike sweats like it's not something that's like hugely important to him uh, but at the same time, though, I, I was also not feeling all the overwhelming support for Jared Allen's fits either. 
Um, felt, felt like it should have been somewhere in the middle, because, like, I don't know, where do you stand on this Jared Allen thing, Lindsay? Hard no. I do not agree with this. Like, <laughs> I love no, how Lindsay just wrong. gives it to us straight. <laughs> yeah, we need this. Every guest. Every guest needs to bring this energy. I seem so mean, but it's just, like, I, I'm actually a little baffled that that's your pick, and I also didn't understand the love for it. Not that I have great style, but that I was that was just no. But he can be your fashion king. I will let you have that thank because you, you're being you. really nice to let me on your podcast. No, every, every, and I don't want to get kicked off quite yet. No, everybody, everybody <laughs> needs their own king. And CJ, I'm gonna make a note for us to actually talk more about this <laughs> at, yeah, at a future at a future podcast. I'm gonna go with I'm Zion. On Jared Allen. Watch. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go support ahead, yeah. CJ with the New Orleans Pelicans vibe. So I'm gonna go with Zion Williamson. Um, you know, okay. I think Zion dressed. You know, I saw him. Um, I think it was yesterday. He had like a woo wear button up uh, shirt, like Love a it. camp collar. Uh, it looks like a shirt that I probably would have worn in like grade 12 or something like that. Um, and listen, man, like he's not that far off from grade 12. Like I think he's still dressing and I don't mean this in a bad way. Like he's still dressing with like the energy of like a high school slash like college kid. I feel like there's a lot of joy that comes yeah. out in in his clothing. And even with his sneakers, he's talked about like he's done collabs, um, like an anime collab, like a Naruto collab because he's like a huge fan uh, of that growing up and things like that. So I think there's just like a youthful energy about Zion that's going to come out in his fashion. Um, but, you know, Jared Allen was the best answer of this segment. Um, so next up, next up for Lindsay, uh, what is a top top fashion trend or fashion trends that you would like to see this season from the players? Okay, two things. One, I would love for them to wear just once their draft day out oh that's actually, the oh, to the game. That's actually <laughs> that's, genius that's actually genius yeah because yeah. like some of them they were still really interesting and some i think they are still quite stylish or i would love for them all to have team logo fits that were like the muscle shirts that's like you wear to the beach when you don't actually have muscles so it's like a white t-shirt and then they spray paint a body on there <laughs> i would like that also to happen <laughs> those are two fashion things i would like to see happen because they're different and i i think it's quite easy and i think affordable i think it's so great. i am being just kind of their wallets because they're just reusing fashion and i tell you they i'm being a good friend to all of them right now <laughs> Not enough ripped people wear the shirts that make them look ripped. Like, right? Like, why aren't they doing this? Idea. Thank you. Double ripped. <laughs> um, my, so this is, I mean, and I'm kind of patting myself on the back and Alex for doing this, but like NBA players wear lots of hats. How come we haven't seen the TV show and movie like promo or crew hats, mm. like vintage hats? make an entrance into the NBA. So I want to see like a, a guy at a press conference, a player at a press conference, like talking about how they need to play better, but then they're wearing like a weekend at Bernie's hat. Like, I mm. think that's how, you know, I'll find my favorite player for whoever does that first. Yeah. I might need to hand my, I love that. I need to, might need to hand my speed hat over to, to one yeah. of the Raptors guys um, for a slight <laughs> fee though. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, I feel like at that point I'm basically a stylist. I would love, I would love to for the three of us to be able to style a, like an NBA player throughout the season. They should do that as like a giveaway to like yeah. a fan or something. It's like you get to style an NBA player for an entire season or at least like a month or something. I feel like I would yeah. not wish that on another one of those players if I had to style them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna go with I was gonna say hockey jerseys, but I feel like Shea Gilgis Alexander is already kind of pushing mm-hmm. um, you know, the hockey jerseys. And I remember Mike Scott, uh, when he was in Washington, when he was in the NBA, used to do wear a lot of hockey jerseys as well. I think it's always super cool when I see um nba players wear jerseys from like other sports i'm gonna go with just like bowling shirts you know those button up like bowling shirts Mm, i actually feel like as nba players especially i think are trying to dress maybe more formal now or like combine like the high fashion with like the casual i think bowling shirts would actually be super cool as like kind of an in-between and i think it would look good on a lot of the players as well um so that, I like that. I would also like there to be bowling shirts, like you know, back in the day where they'd have their name and then like yes, pictures those of the are people exactly on the, team. the ones that I yeah. want. Yeah. Can you get them for this show? Because I will buy them. <laughs> we'll give you one. We'll. You don't have to buy it. No, no, Lindsay, you got to buy one. Um, we need to profit off this. And then the U.S. funds. Yeah, we Thank need you. we need to profit off off Lindsay. Um, last <laughs> one. Um, you know, this one, my my own category was like, which jersey will be retired into the Coachella twenty thirty Hall of Fame? So just a quick explanation. This is just the thing that I'm obsessed with. Like, you know, you see over the years, like when Patrick Ewing finishes his career, like playing for like Seattle and Orlando and like everybody remembers him on the Knicks and if, like someone goes to a random concert and you see like just the most ridiculous jersey, it really jumps out at you. And I've somehow over the years just termed it like a Coachella 2030 thing, which I need to rebrand because that's coming up in like eight years. Um, so like which obscure jersey do you think from from any player that's playing right now will be a massive hit at a music festival in, in eight to ten years. Uh, Lindsay, what's what's your answer? This is a fun question. So I'm going to be a jerk again and pick two because I could not narrow it down to one. Like, Juancho Hernan Gomez with oh, the Raptors. Yes. Like, there's no yes, way Bo yes, Cruz yes. jerseys oh, are not going to be at. Like, oh, I know, right? Man, there's yeah. no way that's not going to be at Coachella 2030. And then Andre Drummond. Come on. The Bulls making it rain threes in preseason three against point, the yeah. Raptors. That's actually, yeah, those are really good ones. No, I love those. I love those. CJ, what about you, man? Um, who, oh, a Jeremy Grant Pistons jersey. Like, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Grant, like, uh, very sought after free agent before he went to the Pistons, and the Pistons grabbed him. He had a quiet season. I think he's going to have another resurgence, and, like, that Pistons jersey on its own is already so cool. I'm going to get a custom Motor City, like, with, like, the, the horse on there of Jeremy Grant, just for my... For my future concert going, um, twenty thirty Coachella, you'll be wearing it. I like it. Exactly, you're actually making this come true. I mean, CJ, CJ is a former Pistons and you know employee as well, so Mm -hmm. so there's a connection there. Um, But the only correct answer, guys, is uh, is Matthew Della Vadova, Sacramento Kings. Um, (laughs) That's the king. You win. You win. When the the paycheck hits, um, you know, might actually might actually buy that jersey. Actually, no, 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 no. That's way too expensive of a bit. Uh, but but no, I love those choices. <laughs> Lindsay, I know we've taken up a lot of time. Before we let you go, though, you know, we were talking about your career earlier. And one of the things that, that we wanted to ask you was, you've done so many great stories over the years. What is your dream assignment that you want to do? Dear people listening, please help make this happen. This is a dream that I would love and I'm pretty sure people might like to see. I want to go to medieval times with Charles Barkley. Wow. Like, let's make this happen. I feel like it's not that far out of the question. You all can come. It'll be great. Medieval times with Charles Barkley. That's all I think I really need to say, but that's the dream gig. You know what? You know what? We'll put that out there. We know a couple people at Turner, man. We'll at least pass the word along, right, CJ? Yeah, I mean, I think we need a a video component to that. I mean, your, your words are great. 
uh, Lindsay, but we need every single media capturing that experience. And also, people don't know that Charles Barkley loves Toronto. Like, like he shouts out Toronto every chance that he gets. So this is actually something that I think we can possibly at least put 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 on the table for him. So let's let's try to make this happen for Lindsay. Thank you, everybody. Also, <laughs> hashtag let's start making it a hashtag or whatever people under the age of thirty six do because I don't know what young people do. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, once again, uh, wrong wrong crowd. Uh, awesome, man. Um, Listen, Lindsay, appreciate you. As always, for everybody listening to Running the Break, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Thanks so much to our producers behind the scenes, Pete, Grace, and even Kurt for blessing us with his presence today. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.